A factory malfunction causes chocolate snow to fall on a Swiss town. A wife is seeking a divorce from her perfect husband. COVID-19 not scary enough for you? Well, a Japan group is offering coffins and chainsaws. And a vampire spits on the police officer, threatens to drink his blood. These are the Weird Stories for Tuesday. I'm Jonesy. This is Weird AF News. I'm your host. Doing weird news from around the world. That's what we do five days a week. Thanks for joining me. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. (laughs) You're listening to Weird AF News with Jonesy. A factory malfunction causes chocolate snow to fall down on a Swiss town. It's rain and chocolate. Hallelujah. Residents of a Swiss town had a shock when it started snowing particles of a fine cocoa powder. Thanks to what? Does it just naturally rain chocolate in Switzerland? I'd imagine it does. It's one of the reasons why I'd like to visit. Walk around in wooden clogs and with my mouth wide open, just catching chocolate particles right in my tongue. Woo yeah! What happened? Well, there was a malfunction at the local chocolate factory. The Lindt and Sprungli, Sprungli Company. Lindt, that's the word I recognize. L-I-N-D-T. Is it Lindt or Linty? Lindy? Linty. Never mind. It's chocolate raining from the sky. What the hell happened? Well, it was a minor defect in the cooling ventilation for a line for roasted cocoa nibs in the facility at Olten, which is between Zurich and Basel. The chocolate cocoa nibs, which are fragments of crushed cocoa beans, are the basis of chocolate. Oh, yeah. You guys know about the nibs, right? Everybody's. I'll crush up some nibs and snort them. Sounds like a great weekend. It's the Swiss Alps. Strong winds on Friday morning spread the <laughs> sound like a weatherman. Strong winds on Friday morning spread the cocoa powder around the immediate vicinity of the factory, leaving the fine cocoa dusting. <laughs> if you'll notice, we have eight mile per hour winds coming from the northeast, which are blowing inches and inches of cocoa nibs. Uh, we got four inches in Basel, <laughs> three inches in Zurich. There's no school in Switzerland. Uh, the company says one car was lightly coated in the powder. Just one car? Come on. I want to hear about a whole house that was covered in cocoa. Yeah, turn it into like a chocolate house. Throw some gingerbread up there. <laughs> Next thing you know, you get yourself a real-life gingerbread house. This sounds amazing. Lind has offered to pay for any cleaning needed, but hasn't yet taken up on the offer. Uh, hasn't that shit melted? I would imagine it. Is it still cold in Switzerland this time of year that you know the chocolate on the street won't melt? Anyways, factory production continued at the factory as normal. The company says the particles were completely harmless to people or the environment. In fact, the opposite. The particles were delicious to the people and the environment. I guess like this is the perk of living in the vicinity of a chocolate factory is once in a while the factory's going to go haywire and it's going to blow cocoa powder into the sky or the factory might just generally explode altogether and then next thing you know it's just raining down chocolate bars and gooey goodness who knows the only thing that would be more pleasurable to live near is like a a beer plant of some sort that way if that if that thing explodes you got beer just rushing down the street just floods of beer you know like a beer tsunami coming down main street you know you just stand out there with a mason jar and hold it down and just scoop it all up or get something bigger than a mason jar i don't know you get you're like a an empty plastic trash barrel just scooping up all that beer and then just sprint right to your garage and have yourself a man cave good time. 
a wife seeks a divorce from her perfect husband. Why? In a bizarre incident, a Muslim woman has sought a divorce from her husband on the grounds that he does not ever fight with her. The woman has approached a Sharia court for divorce just 18 months after her marriage to this man. The woman claims that her husband's love is suffocating her. Here's a quote from her. He does not shout at me, and neither has he upset me on any issue. He even cooks for me. He helps me perform household chores. This is what she told the court. Further, she said, whenever I make a mistake, he always forgives me for that. I wanted to argue with him. I do not need a life where the husband agrees to anything and everything. Well, the Sharia court cleric expectedly rejected her plea for divorce, terming it as, quote, frivolous. When the Sharia court refused to grant her divorce, the woman took up the matter with the local panchayat, which also expressed its inability to decide the issue. I don't know what a panchayat is. Is it, a, is it the police force? What is it? Is it like the shaman of the area? You go to the shaman. <laughs> Meanwhile, the woman's husband said he loves his wife. He's always wanted to keep her happy. That's his thing. He also requested that the court return the case. The court has now asked the couple to resolve the matter mutually. Well, you know, I guess this is a question then for the ladies. Is there ever a time when the when your man is just too nice and it's just too much? It's suffocatingly nice. Uh, he's too helpful, too caring, and this just this makes you disgusted by him. I can see a situation where this happens. There's an entire range of this. You know, you always hear about the uh, the women who want the bad boy. They're attracted to the bad boy. In other words, they're attracted to not even a nice guy, somebody who's opposite of that. They want to fight. They want to be treated terribly. They, for some reason, just dig that. And then you got, you know, the women who who want somebody who to be completely agreeable, always nice, always helpful, considerate, etc. And then, you know, there's a, this is a whole range, okay? Those are the extremes. People fall in the middle, of course, as well, I'd imagine. Well, I want my husband to be nice, but not always nice. That's boring. Is that boring? I think it might be to some ladies. There really can be too much predictability in a relationship. And some people are not cool with that. You know, in this instance, this woman in India is just not having it. As difficult as it is to imagine somebody divorcing a man for being too amazing, it's happening. My question, though, is, I mean, did you not spend any time with the guy before you got married? I mean, did you not see what a what a swell guy he was prior to getting hitched? Did, is there no time spent? Was this an arranged marriage? I, You know, there's a lot of questions here, but it seems to me like you should find out, you know, a person's level of niceness before you decide to spend the rest of your life with them. Call the show, ladies. I'd love to hear some input on this. 646-450-2012. Yay! COVID-19 not scary enough for you? Well, a Japanese group is offering coffins and chainsaws for a little stress relief. Yes, a Japanese group is trying to take people's minds off of COVID-19 by putting them inside coffins surrounded by chainsaw-wielding zombies. Insert sound effects. Ring, ring, ring! Brains! Customers this weekend in Tokyo can lie in a six-and-a-half-foot windowed box, also known as a coffin, listening to a horror story and watching some actors 
perform as zombies, getting poked with fake hands and squirted with bloody water. Here's a quote from the coordinator of this production company, which is known as Scare Squad. This guy's name is uh, Kent Iwana. He says, you know, the pandemic is very stressful right now on everybody. We hope that people can get a bit of relief by having a good scream, you know? Uh, So they're putting on this 15-minute long show to terrorize people into, I guess, you know, forgetting about what's really going on in the world. It's pretty smart. In a way, what we're really doing is giving customers an alternative and a way to blow off some steam. Here's a quote from a customer that had this experience named Kazushiro Hajiguchi. He said, you know, lots of events have been canceled these days because of the damn coronavirus. And I was looking for a way to get rid of my stress, you know. Why not lie in a coffin for 800 yen, you know? I feel really relaxed now. Uh, 800 yen is the equivalent of about $7.60 if you're keeping track at home. Some of Iwana's customers are owners of other businesses like shopping malls. And he hopes that they will you know, get this idea and host this mobile show in their own venue. Uh, here's a quote. We needed to have something that we could take anywhere. And coffins, you know, they're very easy to move. All you need to do is put them in a dark room. It's good business for us and satisfying for our customers. So this guy's pitching this as, uh, hey, you want to buy one of these coffins yourself or rent them and have a have a good time? Invite your friends over and scare the crap out of them? It's a good way to, uh, you know, get scared and also socially isolate at the same time because you're inside the coffin. In other words, a safe activity for these trying times. I tell you, Japan always goes above and beyond when it comes to the weird ideas. Ah, man, I love the place. A vampire spits on a police officer and threatens to drink his blood. Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City police were called to a 7-Eleven convenience store in response to a man who was threatening the staff and the customers. Oh, no, nothing good's happening at a 7-Eleven in Oklahoma City at night. The man was identified as James Pettyjohn. Pettyjohn, what an old school name. Oh, Mr. Pettyjohn, are you selling newspapers on the corner? Pettyjohn was allegedly asking people if they were ready to, ready to die today. <laughs> are, you, are you ready to die today? Who are you, Batman? No. Why are you talking like that? I'm a vampire. Oh, okay. What are you doing in a 7-Eleven? I got a little hungry. I like those little hot dogs that roll around on that thing. Police say that when they arrived, he ran to a median on the expressway. Oh, boy. Just got, he, he ran? He didn't fly, you mean? Oh, this ain't a real vampire. Officers tried to make contact with Petty John, but he took his shirt off, kicked off his sandals, and took a fighting stance. Well, what's a fighting stance? For? You mean like a kung fu stance? Are we talking like some Bruce Lee shit here, or is he really like doing a, a vampire fighting stance, which I don't even know what that would be. Showing his fangs, I imagine? Did he have fangs? It doesn't say if he had fangs. The police were able to grab his arms and hands and cuff him. Ah, he didn't have vampire strength then. My guess is this guy's not a real vampire, guys. That's what I've come away with only halfway through the article. (laughs) What's truly bonkers about it is it's not even Halloween, so that means this guy's on some amazing drugs. Uh, He's on a drug that makes him think it's October, clearly. He began pulling away from the police, though, when they tried to cuff him. He kept yelling he was a vampire, quote, a vampire. He was going to bite the officer's neck and drink his blood. Oh, goodness. While the officer was putting him in the police car, Petty John shouted that he was going to spit in his face. Wow, man, it's unbelievable that the police officers didn't shoot this guy. <laughs> when you're a white dude, you can yell, I'm a vampire, 
Okay, kick the police and try and bite them and threaten to drink their blood and they still won't shoot you. This is unbelievable. He then spit. He actually lunged forward once he got in the car and spit in the officer's face saying, I'm going to feast on your blood. The police transported him to a hospital to get blood drawn to see if he is exposed to, to uh, any diseases that he may have given to the officer uh, or, or COVID <laughs> for that matter. Oh, my goodness. This is this is just nuts, man. I can't imagine what this guy's group of friends must think of him. You know, every time he gets wasted, he thinks he's a vampire. This is a guy you can't invite to a party. Oh, there he goes. Petty John again. What happened? Ah, we got a keg. It was his birthday. And oh, no, don't tell me. Yes, yes. He had another vampire episode. Oh, my God. Again. Yeah, yeah. You know, spat in everybody's face. Threatened to take our blood. You know, it's just your typical, you know, that. Oh, you know, that Petty John. Hey, my fellow friends, thanks for listening to Weird AF News. I want to thank those of you who took the time to write a review about the show, including Christopher W., who left me an Amazon review. Five stars. He wrote, Offsetting AI or Al, uh, what is it? AIR's terrible review or Al R's terrible review. He's referring to a previous Amazon review that I got one star. Uh, from So he's offsetting it with a five-star review, which is absolutely hilarious. And then in the review, he just wrote, just offsetting Al R and his one-star review of the best free podcast made in a closet. <laughs> this is outstanding. Chris, man, you are hilarious. Whoever Chris W. is, man, please like reach out to me, man. I just want to say what's up. That was That's absolutely fabulous that you did that. It's so damn funny. I, I just love that. Offsetting... <laughs> For his one-star review of the best free podcast made inside a closet. Yeah, take that, L-R or A-I-R. I don't know who this person is. But, you know, along with Chris's review of five stars, uh, I got uh, another awful review. It's a two-star, and it says, uh, Ridiculously Drawn Out Stories. Uh, then the person wrote, uh, this is M. Cooper. Whoever M. Cooper is, just displeased with Weird AF News. Uh, M. Cooper writes, the content of these stories are so much longer than it needs to be. This takes away from the humor of the story, which which were interesting enough. Takes away the from the humor of the story, which were interesting enough. I think you mean which the story, which is interesting enough uh, or which was interesting enough would have been proper English as well. M. Cooper, um, just giving you a little tip there on on just basic English. Uh <laughs> I don't think my stories are that long, man. When I hit, I try not to go over five minutes. Like today's episode, each story was three-ish. I think that's that's not that bad. I mean, come on now. How how fast do you want these stories to be, buddy? Um, and if the story's interesting enough on its own, man, why don't you just go read it? You know, there's always that. You can just go read it. It's what you can do. <laughs> Although by uh, witnessing how poor you are at spelling, I don't think reading is also in your home run zone. <laughs> Uh, I know I said spelling, but I meant grammar. Um, but hey, look, and I appreciate all the reviews. Anybody who took time to uh, write me a nice review, or if you're a psycho enough to write me an awful review, it's just it's wonderful. I appreciate the energy nonetheless. It takes a lot to get behind a keyboard and write some shit. So thank you, guys. Uh, for those of you who would uh, who believe in what I'm doing and want to support Weird AF News, uh, please check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews, where you can... Uh, contribute a little bit to the show and um you know keep it going five days a week baby yeah. by the way check out my new website weirdafnews.com
patreon.com. Uh, you can see where your money has gone to if you if you uh, are a member of the Patreon. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty proud of the website. And a big shout out to um, my buddy Jonathan who helped put that together. Uh, super great site, man. Let me know what you think. Check it out, weirdafnews.com, and uh, hit me up if, with any feedback that you guys might have. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, you want to call the show? 646-450-2012. And the email's funnyjones at gmail.com, as always. And you can follow me on Instagram at funnyjones as well. Sorry for the lengthy ramble in this outro. Please forgive me. Um, and give me a chance. Listen to me tomorrow. I'll be better. I promise.